Well, good morning, everyone. How many people have more than one test this week? So the good news is our exam is postponed till Monday, and our quiz is going to be open all week, and you're going to have three opportunities to take it, and it's just for the quiz, sharing links to your reflections that you've done. So breathe deeply. It's a beautiful fall day. It's a great day to get to go to college and be here, and I'm happy to be here. Um, for the recording, it's October the 4th, and today we're going to have, I think, five of our Pecha Kucha presentations, and if you're nervous, it's okay. And by the way, if you want us to pause the recording, because you really don't want your voice to be on the recording, I can basically promise you that there are not hundreds of people who are tuning in to check out our, you know, class podcast, but let me know, and we can certainly do that. Um, you're going to do fine. Please make sure you uh, fill in our attendance to let me know that you are here. And we're going to just start quickly with a video and um, an app share <laughs> that is, you'll probably think it's funny, it's called Potty Training. Um, actually, it was a presentation I just saw in Memphis. But we're going to start with this presentation or this little video. It's 30, well, 60 seconds long. And this is a, an actual advertisement from Kaplan University. And... I don't know what future generations will say about this time of, of learning that we're in, um, but I really think that we're in the middle of this huge shift, a gigantic change in between the way we used to teach, which is when you had to come to class to learn everything, and the way we can teach now, which is either an all-online or a blended way of learning. And even if you're an elementary teacher, you're going to want to blend learning and have ways for your kids to learn when they're not with you in class. So this is just a quick little 60-second ad that Kaplan made to try to make this point. I stand before you today to apologize. The system is failed. I have failed. I have failed to help you share your talent with the world, and the world needs talent more than ever, yet it's being wasted every day. I have an educational system steeped in tradition and old ideas. It was time for a new tradition. It's time to realize talent isn't just in schools like this one. It's everywhere. It's time to gauge technology to rewrite the rules of education. So learn how to learn so we can teach you better. It's time universities adapt to you rather than you adapting to it. It's time for a different kind of university. Anybody recognize him? Principal Larry. Anybody know his name? Google it quick. Let's find, let's let's find out. Can we can we find that out quickly? Google Principal Air. Let's go to Wikipedia. Let's do a race. Who's going to be first? I'm going to do Prince of Bel Air Wikipedia. Hey, there it is, the French Fresh Prince of Bel Air. What is it? James Avery. It's Philip Banks. Ta-da. What's that? Very cool. Very cool. So I just came back from Memphis, actually, yesterday. I was there uh, Thursday through Sunday. And I was at a school that was an amazing <laughs> sort of like the most expensive school in Memphis for elementary kids. It was called, it is called Presbyterian Day School. And it, I don't know what the 
what the uh, tuition is. But the president of FedEx is a alumni and just one of the most amazing, nicest places ever you could imagine. They did a presentation at this conference called Think Like Google, and the reason why I want to just, let's Google that, find out, um, is they did an activity for their retreat where they had all, actually a list of all these different topics, and they asked their faculty to be able to figure it out in 10 minutes and then report back to them. So... This was the list, actually. Um, <laughs> how does a hybrid car work? What's nanotechnology? What challenges is the continent of Africa facing? What's going on with education in Finland? Islam 101. And I like, what is string theory? <laughs> you know, you have five minutes. Go do your research to find out. And it's not that you're going to have an in-depth knowledge of all of that kind of stuff in five minutes. Of course you're not. But the fact that I could say something like, who is that? Oh, he's from the Prince of Bel Air. Oh, let's go look that up. Oh, his name is James Avery. He has my birthday. I mean, those kinds of connections and the ability to have access to things like that and to ask questions that we couldn't ask before in class because we didn't have this kind of access. Those are new things. And part of what I hope to do as your instructor this semester is to try and provide you different opportunities to learn differently. I don't know if Kaplan is really just the, you know, the most awesome university to go to. I have no connection to them at all. I've just seen that video. But I think that idea of how we have a responsibility to recognize talent where it is and to meet students where they are and all those kind of things are, are really true. So for our app share today, uh, I'm going to share potty training, iPod touches in the early childhood classroom. And on our curriculum for today, um, if you take a look at that link for potty training, the link itself is going to go to a podcast. And so I published this on Saturday, I think, Saturday evening, and 152 people have downloaded it. You can click play, and I have a short little introduction. And you'll hear these two teachers that are presenting. So Shelly Burkeen and Shelly Hertzie are the presenters, and these are both, um, the school where they teach is in Memphis, and it is called, I think, St. Mary's Day School, and it's an all-girls school that is pre-K through sixth grade. Uh, the school I was at, Presbyterian Day School, is an all-boys school. This is, these are the Twitter accounts for these uh, ladies. How many of you have, are, have a Twitter account? Does anybody have one? I'm not going to require you to have one. Uh, Twitter is a way that lots of people, and we hear this in mainstream media, Lady Gaga you know, has more followers than anybody, and so does Justin Bieber, whatever. I don't care about that. Uh, that's mainstream media coming in to use a tool, which is really not just about broadcasting stuff from big personalities. It's also about individual people connecting. So you have an opportunity, if you would want, to hear that whole presentation by Sherry and Shelley that was given on Saturday in Memphis. And if you would want to, you could actually connect with them because those are the accounts of their Twitter sites over here on their profile on the side. If you click, you can go to their website. Here's their presentation using iPod Touches in the classroom. This is a very good presentation that was shared at our national computing conference, which I did not attend in December. And um, what I am just going to show you really quick is um, 
the the website where they have posted their information has a link to something called AppFire. So I'll get to this from our course site. So from our course site, I can click, oh well, here's our course site. I can click here where it says potty training. And this is going to be the link to the podcast. And that audio is available, but the links underneath it are what I want to go to. And this first one is called AppFire. So these teachers have a cart of about 30 or 25 iPod touches that they can check out and um, they may actually have it in their classroom all the time. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'll have to listen to, listen to the podcast again. But um, they have a bunch of different applications that are for preschool and early childhood students to do all kinds of things, to develop their literacy skills, to um, practice their math skills, to practice their writing, problem solving. And so what AppsFire is, is this really cool page where when I mouse over, it shows me the links. And these are all of the, the actual apps that they have on their iPod Touches. So I thought this was a great way of sharing apps. So my app share today is not just, you know, a single app. It's, it's a whole bunch of them. And um, I'll show you one of them that they have. They've got, this is just a small example. Okay, but this one is called Math Train. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually go on my iPhone. Um, my youngest is now six, so we've got some different apps uh, on here for, for her to be able to play. How many of you know someone that either you yourself let kids, they could be your own, they could be your brothers and sisters, they could be your relatives, or you know somebody that lets their kids play on their iPhone? Does anybody? Okay. Um, it was interesting. I was with a college roommate of mine who lives in Memphis. He's a lawyer now this weekend, and they don't let their kids play on their iPhones at all. I was like, really? Wow. Because there are so many different things. Certainly there's games and there's ways to waste time, but even when you're playing, there's all kinds of things to learn. So this is uh, one of the apps that they had on their list. This is just called Math Train. So very basic. Uh, this is a free version. So I can click here on addition or subtraction um, and go ahead and play. And so here's going to come my little problem. My little clouds come in. And if I guess the wrong answer, then it's going to rain on me. And if I get the right answer, then I'm going to get a little bird. And here comes the next one. I mean, this is just really, really basic. But, oh my gosh, to be able to have this in your pocket, you're at the grocery store, you know, you may not have these in your classroom when you go teach, but I bet you money some of your kids will have access to these via their parents. One of the things they say at St. Mary's Day School is they want their parents, as they're discovering apps and these kind of things, they're sharing because they want their parents to be partners with them. And if there's a chance for their kids to be learning, you know, at all different times, then how, how great is that? But um, 
it was neat when I had my youngest daughter, she's 18 months, teach therapy. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing what we can do. And one of the best ways, and they talk about this in the podcast, that they are using this to record, I mean, to um, help with with, uh, literacy development, is recording. So they've got an app called the iTalk Recorder. This one is just the built-in voice recorder. But being able to record voices of students most importantly, the kids being able to hear themselves, there's a whole level of awareness that comes when you hear yourself presenting. So the thing I learned about recorders, and I think I took this one off my, my iPhone, it's a, it can be a pain to transfer these files back and the whole management thing. And I, So I don't have this app on my phone, but the iTalk recorder basic that they have, when it gets close to the computer and it's on the same wireless, it'll transfer without even hooking up. So that is awesome. And it's just so cool to be able to hear from teachers like this. I mean, because they're at a wealthy school, they have access to more resources than we do. But what's the cost of that technology going to do in the next couple of years? Keep going down. The power of it's going to increase. More and more people are going to have these devices. So. Um, I I really was excited to get to hear their presentation, and I want to encourage you to think about not only how technologies that we discuss in class are going to get used during class, but think about how they get used at home, because your kids will have lots of opportunities at home to do things, and that's part of the reason we're talking about this semester you know, making a website for your classroom, a portal, having links for parents, um, things like that, that that your kids will be able to go and do. So thanks for sharing. What's, uh, do you remember the name of the app that, that she shared with you that had the apple and all that on it? You don't have to do it, but sharing those kind of things, uh, if you want to put a link on your blog to share those, those sorts of things, um, it's, it, it's phenomenal today to be able to do this kind of sharing and collaborate in this way, you know, because anybody else go to Memphis this weekend? No? But, you know, the fact that I was there and, and gave you this link, now suddenly there's a whole opportunity that wasn't even in your textbook to be able to learn from these teachers um, and, and be able to connect with them later as well. So, just to let you know, that's the app share for today. Um, let me talk real quickly about the quiz, and then we're going to start our uh, presentations for our Pecha Kuchas. So, we, on our, on our syllabus, have listed um, 10% of the class are your reflections that you're doing on um, a weekly basis. Almost. I mean, you're not doing a reflection this week, and um, you didn't have one last week. But we're doing lots of different reflections. That's 10% of, of your grade. You are writing more in this class than I will have time to grade 
And so one of the things that I have done and am going to do again is basically a checkpoint quiz where I will ask you to share links to a couple of your reflections that I'm going to fully assess and grade, but those are going to be randomly generated because I want you to do all the assignments, and it's a way of assessing. I mean, if I had my way, we wouldn't probably have any grades because I would rather, um, I don't know, I mean, there's... We could talk about that long at, at greater length. Maybe we will. But um, anyway, we have to do grades. I want you to get the learning. The learning is what's most important to me. And so um, this is basically what the, what the quiz is going to look like. Under your assignments um, link, and I need to add one more. For this week, I've got quiz questions. And it's just going to ask you, you know, what's the link to your digital footprints reflections? That's the one we did the first week. You're going to copy the link and put it in there. It's going to ask you for two. I'm going to leave this quiz open all week, and you're going to have three opportunities to take this one. And so if you haven't done all of those reflections, I mean, those are the ones you should have done. There's one more on there, I think, the voice thread uh, reflection, where you were going to um, have your voice thread. I apologize that our blog is not behaving well because it should be showing up on our, vo our voice threads, and several of you have shown me you're doing it right with the embed, so do not worry. We're not counting anything off. It's not your fault. Uh, have a link to the voice thread, but, you know, it may be that we can't resolve that issue with this blogging platform. This is the first semester I've used this particular blogging platform, and I'm happy with it for some ways, but, you know, this part I'm not real happy with. Yes? Um, when we first started blogging in our very first week, if we could not figure out Okay. You certainly can, but I bet you I know where it is. Uh, about 12 of you left comments yeah. on that post. Mm -hmm. So if you go to that assignment that's on the instructor one, and the way you can find that is, um, like under resources, if you go to our. Um, thank you. <laughs> I'm looking at all this. So when you go to this, it'll be here under um, news and assignments. This is where the things that I do show up. And you can click on my name. Ah, isn't that nice? You should be able to. Um, did you, yeah, there's a member list, but I don't think it lists my posts. You can see, and this is to, to complicate things, I've done two things. I have, I have, a, I have a blog, but then I, then the stuff that the instructor posts is on a separate page. So um, we should be able to search and find it. Um, I'll, uh, well, it's on the, it's, it'd, it'd be the, on the first week, right? Yeah. So it's right here for week one. It says assignment. That's a direct link to it. So this is where, yeah, 12 people. Twelve people did that. So you can actually just copy that and then put that over on your blog. No, uh-uh. Yeah, the, what the quiz will do, and I will text, I will post it. By, I'll do this. I couldn't figure out today, because <laughs> I'm switching to Moodle, how to, how to randomize this. And I'm going to get some help on figuring that out. It's not going to ask you six questions. It's just going to ask you two. It's just going to say, what's the link to your digital footprints reflection or to your um, learning theories reflection after Dr. Knezic, you know, talked or whatever. It'll randomly choose two. Yeah. So there's six that you should have done. It's going to pick two. Um, 
uh-huh, and then inside quizzes. So, and then for you to know, too, I mean, this is the way Moodle works. Everything right now, here's what it looks like for you. Okay, student, you don't see the quiz. What I'm going to do is I'm going, I've um, built this thing that says weekly blog reflections, and it'll show up under VoiceThread. And um, what I, this is what it looks like, and it'll say, quiz, and it'll just say, please copy and paste the direct link to your We Like Our Blogging Buddies reflection, and that's it. So, I don't want this to, you to feel like this is a gotcha. I mean, and, and the reason I also um, delayed the exam for next week is I told you I put the questions out, and I didn't do that yet. So, I'm also going to have that done by tomorrow, and you'll know the questions that, will, you know, will possibly... The questions from which I'll draw for the test, I'll, I'll have those listed. And um, we'll have that open on, on Monday. And the Moodle quiz, will pro will, um, the, the exam, we're going to have three exams and you get your, your top two, and it'll have ten questions. So, questions? Right. Right, like, yeah, like, it, yeah, it'll be the one at the top, okay? Like, here's, this is one from Helena, right. Uh, just copy it. If you, no, please ask, and I'm glad you did. One of the things that I tell everybody is, there's not a silly question. You know, if you're wondering something, I guarantee you somebody else is, and they're actually thanking you right now that you, you know, asked it out loud. So one way to do that is you can just go to the member list and go to your blog, and from here, then you'll see um, what the what the link is. There's when it says permalink down here, the permalink is the direct link that goes to that one. Um, so that's another way. But that's that's what. If you can link to the video and have that link in there, that's the best we can do right now. And we're going to try to figure out how to get that fixed. But I haven't worked to get that figured out yet, and we'll try to do that. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. VoiceThread, the embed's not working, but you should still be able to link to it. And it did. What'd you do? You had some kind of special magic. Really? Huh. Okay. Well, uh, we'll continue to troubleshoot that and figure out what's going on. I'm glad to know that. Did you embed it by using the button that said music and put code, or did yeah, you use? Uh huh. Really? Anybody else get their voice read to work when they embed it? You're the only one. Huh. Well, I wonder what it was. Maybe they made a change to the site. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. If it was down, I'm not sure. Okay, well, your homework for this week is to work on your voice thread. Um, I think we said that assignment is actually due Sunday, October 17th. So I know you've got other tests and other things to um, mess with. Remember, that's just five, five pictures on your voice thread. Um, does anybody have any other questions before we start our Pecha Kucha presentations? Yes? I'm going to have that up by, like, five o'clock tomorrow. I mean, hopefully in the morning. That was the reason I moved it to Wednesday, as I told you I was going to give you time. And it doesn't really make sense for me to just give you, hey, 24 hours to study. So I'm going to have that available tomorrow. 
And I'll tell you now, I mean, it's basically, you know, content from our assignments. There's going to be a little bit from the chapter that you read that Dr. Knezic covered, but then there'll be a question from Blogging Buddies, a question from those other presentations, um, probably a question from VoiceThread. I mean, so. It'll be short answer and multiple choice. Yeah. It should be pretty easy. Actually, last semester I had no tests at all, but everybody who taught this class at, at UNT had tests, so I thought, okay, I'll do tests. I'm not going to get you. you know, it's not going to be bad. It'll be okay. I know, I know. But I felt the pressure. Everybody else did. And I, anyway, it's, it's why it's one of the reasons it's great to teach at a different institution is to kind of see how, you know, how people handle this course. This same course is basically taught at every college uh, of education. It's interesting to see how it's handled. Um, one of the things you can do right now is if you want to go ahead and bring up the online evaluation form that we have, I have populated it with our five presenters from today. So uh, that worked out awesome. And also by tomorrow, end of the day, um, I'll actually try to get it done today. I have all the feedback. We have 93 different evaluations that we did on our four folks last week. So you'll get an Excel spreadsheet for me with all that, and then your grade, and then your grade will also show up inside of Moodle, which um, doesn't do yet, but I did successfully figure out how to delete, so when you go to grades, you will no longer, um, well, I guess it's a good thing I haven't given anybody their grades yet. Um, I'll switch to the student view. When you go to grades, it will say that the Pejacooch is there and then the, blo the blog reflection quiz. And so and your, your score will show up there you know, after you're done and, and it goes in there. Any other questions about quiz or something else? Okay. Please remember, be kind to your classmates as you're assessing them. Um, does anybody want to volunteer to go first? Okay. Sure. Which one is yours? Oh, okay. So, you know what? Good teaching moment here. Um, when we copy, actually that happened on all of them. Do you notice the icon for the presentations has a little arrow in the corner? So, what we want to actually do when we copy our presentations is copy the whole thing over rather than the shortcut. Because if we copy the shortcut, then it is going to still ask. It will still ask for the... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we can. I mean, if we have time, like in advance, to bring them up like this. So go ahead and. Uh, Timing? Okay. I had it on there, but. Well, are you sure that? I think that's half a second. Oh no, you did it right. Okay, go up to go. You have half a second. Go up to view and choose the slide sorter view. One of the things I like to do is this because you can see in the bottom left corner of every slide if it has a timing assigned. You can see what it is. So. Okay, and we will, you know, it's really up to you. You're the presenter. I kind of think it's good to at least turn off half. Is that okay? Okay, and tell us all, remember who you are and then you title your presentation and...
crowd dancing, five classes a week, probably 10 to 15 hours a week, and I was really fit, and I really miss that <laughs> a lot. And um, so another reason why I really loved taking ballet classes was it just made me really happy. It was a great stress reliever. I, when I would go to class, I didn't think about anything else. I just thought about what I was doing. I focused on dancing, and that was all. And um, it's another reason why I wish I hadn't stopped dancing, but I really hadn't enjoyed. And one thing that any dancer will tell you is that you, outside dance classes, you will use any space that you can find to dance. You will just find, you know, anywhere. In the grocery store, everywhere. <laughs> and you'll start dancing. And it's kind of embarrassing sometimes because you forget there's people around you. And um, even at my very best, right before I started dancing, I was never extremely flexible, but I was always really good at
And the great thing is that those classes are really fun. You can do a lot of different games with them. It's not as serious as older classes, um, but it's hard because you can't do as much with them as you can with teenagers. Um, in younger ages, they're mostly learning about body awareness and memorization, as well as taking directions, following along, and cooperation. They're able to learn some basic ballet steps and positions, and they usually work on learning how to point their toes and rise up in what's called an elevé. Um, as they get a little older, you're able to introduce them more to ballet vocabulary, and I think that it's really great if the child enjoys it. I think that's pretty key because I've seen a lot of parents that just put their kids in there and they hate it and they cry when they're dropped off and it sucks. Um, being involved in an activity that the child loves is really important and I think that's why I had such a good experience in my dance classes. I really wanted to go. My mom would insist that my room was clean every day before ballet girls. I couldn't go. And you better believe every Tuesday and Thursday at the very beginning <laughs> I had my room clean. Um, ballet is also good for children's social skills. And it really improves confidence. It doesn't improve um, public speaking, though, unfortunately. <laughs> but it teaches really good self-discipline and determination. And you have something you're working towards always. Um, let's see. Learning dance recital dances. They teach young children memorization, and although they never all remember the dance, it's <laughs> There's always someone backstage trying to tell them what to do. But being on stage, I think, helps them with their self-esteem, and they hopefully don't have as much stage fright. And there's, you know, there's many benefits to dancing at a young age. And I think the good thing is, as teachers, we're able to expose our students to many different types of activities, not just ballet. But hopefully they can find one that they really enjoy and can stick with and have something to do outside of class. Thanks. I had a really hard time finding pictures and sizing them. I would have done, um, at the, there's a website that has pictures from when I was in the Nutcracker in 2005, but they're all copyrighted with his logo, and so I couldn't use those. I wish I could have. Well, <laughs> one thing to know about that is when we are doing a, a new work and we are doing it for educational, non-commercial purposes, we can use portions of copyrighted works. Mm -hmm. And I want you to give the experience of using Creative Commons because there's no question about it being okay to mm -hmm. republish and everything. Um, but we, we, we'll talk more about copyright. Somebody else would ask me about that. I had a copyright picture. Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I want you to give the experience of seeing what Creative Commons is, and especially when we republish. But I was going to ask you, how, um, since you're an experienced dancer, <laughs> are you thinking about using dance in some ways with your, with your kids that you might teach, even if you're not the PE? I really like to. I originally was majoring in dance because I wanted to <coughs> teach dance in public schools, but it was so hard. Just they, you have, they're like one-hour credit classes, but you're there three hours a day, yeah. taking for each class, and it's just I wasn't going to graduate until I was like 26, so <laughs> I didn't do that. But I really like to eventually maybe do something, maybe get my master's in dance or something and go on from there. I mean, I haven't danced in a couple of years, but 
And if I got back into it full time, I'd get back in shape, but right now I'm not in shape. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that the little four or five year old classes are fun, but I really liked starting at an older age just because it was something I really wanted to do and I really wanted to be there. I think that at, you know, seven, eight, nine, they can tell you if they really want to be there, if they hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were saying that the cost of the shoes. What about other costs? Is it, is it very expensive? It's expensive. It's, like it depends on how many classes you take a week and where you go. It's anywhere from like a little kid class. It's only once a week. It's, that's probably like thirty dollars a month. But when you start taking, when you start taking two classes a month, it's like sixty. And I was taking five classes a week, and I was paying over two hundred dollars in tuition a month for that. And then you have to buy like costumes and it's really pricey. It, I paid for a lot of my own stuff after I got a job at 15. And just because my parents were like, um, <laughs> you need to help out. <laughs> but it's fun.
have a chance to get exposed to certain things based on what your parents do and where you live and your family and community and all that. But uh, when a child has a passion for something too, and you give them a chance to be able to share that, you know, that can really enrich your class, that can open up new points of learning for others, but it also can be really good for that individual as well. It's kind of like show and tell, you know. When you did show and tell in school, you didn't bring a show and tell that you knew nothing about, you know. It was something you knew a lot about and you cared about. And um, we can't always do that for assignments, but when we can, oftentimes it's good. All right. Are you ready? No. Would you like me to pause the recorder or are you okay to no, keep No, fine. Going? Okay. So, like jello, but I'm good. You're, you're good. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to stutter and stammer, so just forgive me. Um, okay, for my topic, I chose why I chose elementary education. Throughout high school and, like, when I was younger, of course, everyone babysat, I'm sure, in here. But on top of that, I was in pals, and I did things through the church. And so I've always been around children, and I've always loved it. And it really helped me decide what I wanted to do when I got older. And I love children. They're sweet little creatures. And you are. I'm Megan Ayers. <laughs> um... Choosing to be an elementary educator is not an easy job. We all know that. I don't know if everyone in here is elementary education, but um, just because you're getting paid vacation doesn't mean you're not working. You're always going to be doing something. You're always going to be trying to better your lesson plan so you can, of course, teach your students better. And I love that children's brains are like sponges. Anything that you put out there, they're going to absorb. And since they're going to be spending a significant chunk of their time with us during the day, most of what we're saying, they're going to be absorbing. It's going to be coming from us. And I, I really like that idea. <laughs> and um, pretty, pretty fun. Okay, foundation. Uh, <laughs> no, we're going to be laying the foundation for not only their future, but for their future teachers. Anything that we miss or they don't fully comprehend, that leaves gaps in their education, and their teachers have to try and fix that. And so it's a really big thing that we make sure that they understand everything we teach and they fully comprehend it. That way they're not struggling as they're going through the grades. This right here just represents that we're at like the, the basic level. We are the start. And so like trying to get things to change like meals that aren't loaded with high fructose corn syrup or 3,000 calories only for lunch is a big thing. And just like making small changes at the lower level like that's a really big deal. And the next slide is going to go on with this too. It's starting habits early. Things like going outside and getting like recreation not sitting at home playing on your video games all day long is a really big deal. Children learn habits so much quicker than we do. They develop it and they pick it up and they keep it longer than we can. And so reminding them of things like this when they're little is very important. Um, children are naturally lovey-dovey. They naturally want to touch you and hug you. I mean, we come into this world and one of the first things we do after we stop crying is smile. It's natural. And so to be surrounded by people who love you and want to hug you and be there with you, I think would be just like an amazing experience. On top of that, you get to keep them all day long. You get to keep one set of kids all day long. You're not having to readjust new personalities every hour and a half or so. You get to keep them.